now recording. Uh, Every time without fail. It's so tempting to just say now recording. Now recording. Now, well, I feel like at least half of our episodes now have started with me going now recording and you going, uh. Yeah, that's usually how it goes. Speaking of how it goes, uh, today is Friday the 10th. But you're probably listening to this on Monday the 13th. Uh, once again, sorry about last episode. I, um, I'm an idiot. I don't um, know what you mean by once again. I'm Scoot, that's Poop. Uh, and we're just going to hop straight into it with Meyer Shank now. You're probably like, who, who, what, huh, what? Well, clearly you don't follow racing. Because at the 24 Hours of Daytona was recently won by the Acura of the Meyer Shank team in the number Who Cares car. Uh, after winning the 24 Hours of Daytona, however, uh, Meyer Shank Racing is being penalized for manipulating tire pressure data sensitive sent to the IMSA, the organizing body during the race. It's confusing that the organizing body and the series are both referred to as IMSA. Uh, well, but like, the, but like they, it's, it's, it's weird because IMSA used to just be an organizing body. Now it's a race series. It's like if the FIA became a race series. I mean, listen, listen, who, you know, isn't it the IMSA WeatherTech championship or something like that? Oh, uh, something like that. Uh, it's got a weird name. But it's because they also do used to do American Le Mans and the, the Rolex series and the Trans Am series like all at the same time, and now it's just American Le Mans, or not American. Never mind. Yeah, it's the IMSA so Weather the team is Sports being, Car Championship. So the team is uh, well, yeah, it says right there. The team is losing two hundred points in the WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. Uh, owner Mike Shank has been put on probation, uh, and one engineer has been suspended indefinitely. Um, however, the team remains the official winner of, uh, the 20, the prestigious 24 hours of Daytona. They keep the trophy and the Rolex prize watches. Um, and I mean, I kind of get this decision because obviously they, they were just fudging data a little bit that fudging data isn't going to help you win or lose a race. Also, tire pressures don't really help you all that much. I mean, it's a bit, but not like... the chances are, had they not done this, they probably still would have won the race anyways, essentially. Yeah, definitely top five. Out of eight? Is it, Was there only eight? Well, only eight uh, LM, uh, LMP cars. Okay, top, well, well. not Only top cars. I, I don't know. Pick a number. I don't really care. <laughs> Speaking of picking a number, I don't care. Yeah, Volkswagen is offering free emergency services. Uh, their car net, safe and secure, like, uh, what, what? I don't I don't know what it's called. It's a car net. It's like, it basically, it's like tracking and like the SOS thing. So you can press the thing, the thing in your car and it'll like call the police or something. On star, um, but it's Volkswagen. Yeah, basically. Um, they're offering it free for five years, and then you probably wonder, well, why? Um, 
It's because there was a carjacking in Chicago where there was a kid in the car and uh, police had a really hard time getting the tracking information from the car that had tracking on it uh, because of subscription paywalls put there by Volkswagen. So uh, they were like, yeah, you know, maybe, just maybe, we should get some not terrible PR out of this. I mean, it's still really terrible. I'm not going to lie. I, like, they good. should have a way for the police to just override those paywalls, but they didn't. So Volkswagen, uh, yeah. Volkswagen since like 2012 is like justin bieber in like 2014 it's just like i can't imagine how his image is gonna get any worse wow <laughs> it turns out he can get worse yeah kind of thing yeah speaking of it can't possibly get any worse maserati has announced that they are going to be joining the gt2 european series in a uh, GT2 MC20 Supercar. Now you're probably all hyped to see uh, them out racing, not just in uh, Formula E fashion, but back racing in an actual Maserati car instead of, you know, whatever the, the Formula E is. Uh, anyway, so it's got the same twin turbocharged V6, uh, but... It'll make more than the road legal 621 horsepower. Now you're probably like, how much horsepower will it make? Shut up. Uh, <laughs> sit down and hold on. Uh, the GT2 spec MC20 has adjustable dampers. Of course it does. Uh, Anti-roll bars. Of course it does. And as well as a huge rear wing to go with plenty of carbon fiber. If you don't have those things, you literally aren't a race car. So Yes. <laughs> um, so, of course, this will be entering the GT2 European Series, uh, battling against, you know, Mercedes GTs and Brabham BT62s and KTRM Expos, KTRM, uh, KTM Expos, uh, and other, other goofy vehicles in GT2. The, the classification that's confusingly between GT3 and GT4 because they uh, keep updating GT3, but not GT2. Yeah. Also, a lot of those cars you just mentioned are also in GT3, I think. That's really funny. <laughs> well, the, uh, the Mercedes is in, like, 4. Yeah, I know the Expo is in GT3. Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure that Mercedes races the AMG GT. In GT4, GT2, GT3, and LMGT. Yeah. I'm anyway, sure it's in all of them. The EU has postponed their inter internal combustion engine ban because Germany. Uh, oh, is, yeah. Yeah, basically, Germany is concerned about labor issues from banning the fuels because a, a, a fair amount of Germany's economy is re relies on kind of fossil fuels, to be honest. Despite the fact that a lot of their energy grid has gone towards greener things uh, at the cost of, you know, money. Um, but, but, you know, who's to say if that's a problem or not? But now they are concerned about this big change because um, it might cause issues for their labor force. I don't know. To be quite honest with you, I, I, I don't really care. <laughs> I just don't. The European Union's going to do whatever they're going to do, and I don't think it's going to affect legislation in the U.S. in the slightest. 
speaking of not uh, affecting U.S. legislation and regulation, Indian has an Indian motorcycles. Bet you never thought you'd hear them on this podcast. Uh, have announced a collaboration with Jack Daniels. Uh, definitely and... didn't think you were going to hear them on this podcast. <laughs> definitely didn't hear <laughs> Jack Daniels. Um, man, I didn't just, I did not say a sentence there or a word. It's all right. You know, who's to say? Well, what I am to say is Jack Daniels limited edition Indian chief Bobber Dark Horse is the new, <laughs> did I get that right? Let me, let me yeah, say the yeah, name of this you, motorcycle you read that right? again. The Jack Daniels limited edition Indian chief Bobber Dark Horse. Uh, yeah. oh, I, I t- tactically didn't do the whole thing. The 2023 Jack Daniels limited edition Indian Chief Bobber Dark Horse uh, is the new collaboration between the two, of course, inspired by the looks of Jack Daniels number seven. Uh, it uses the same air-cooled Thunderstroke 116 engine. Uh, and a six-speed gearbox that is standard on the Chief Bobber Dark Horse. Now, that's the name of the regular car, is the Chief Bobber Dark Horse. It's just which such means, a terrible name for a motorcycle, though. Which means 120 pound-feet of torque at around 79 uh, brake horsepower, although Indian itself admits the engine could be easily modified uh, for power upgrades. Now, you're probably thinking... Well, this collaboration is never in a million years going to work. It's such a terrible idea. Apparently, it has been working since 2017 or 16, and they've been doing a yearly collaboration ever since. Why are we just hearing about this this year? I don't know. Uh, But we're hearing about it, and it's hilarious. Yeah, I don't know. Jack Daniels and uh, motorcycles. Who knows? Might be a good mix. Uh, the 2023 Mercedes-Benz EQE is still garbage and you shouldn't buy one, but we have new prices. So, uh, the base model, which for some reason, very confusingly, is called the EQE 350 Plus SUV Premium, because, you know, that sounds like a base model to you, uh, is $79,050. That is with the destination charge, so that's how much you'd be paying out, right? Uh, unless you finance it. Because you're probably going to have to, in which case you're probably going to pay like $100,000 because, you know, yep. screw you. Um, but you can go all the way up to the EQE 50, uh, sorry, EQE 500 4Matic SUV Pinnacle, which of course is the top of the line at $96,600. Uh, even the base model is way too much money for such a terrible SUV, but you know. If you want one, go buy one. You probably shouldn't, though, because they're terrible cars. Speaking of terrible cars, Tesla's done a good thing for once. Yay! I don't believe you. All right. Well, Tesla has dropped a lot of money off of two of their vehicles. Uh, The Model S has dropped around $5,000 in price, and the Model X now around $10,000 less, which, of course, adds us up to the Model X will now start at $101,380. The Model S will start at $91,380. Uh, and, of course, the Model S being the car, which starting price was roughly originally around $69,420. It's, you know, still starting at $91,000. Can I just mention that that $61,420 was literally like three years 69. ago? Yeah, I said $69,420. You said sixty one. I did not. 
Don't gaslight me on this. Listen, I don't care what you say. I literally do not. <laughs> Point is, it was like three years ago. Uh, yeah, okay. I was going to do a back and forth there, but it's funny how angry you got after saying it twice. <laughs> I just, I'm not in the mood. <laughs> Speaking of not in the mood, uh, the, the plate is also, the Tesla XS plate um, also now starts at $111,380. Could I just um, like mention something here real quick? Yep. I have a feeling all these price cuts are purely just because there wasn't enough demand because they raised their prices so high because they felt like making a bunch of money due to, you know, inflation, which was really just companies I raising mean, prices for fun. There's a few reasons that uh, their prices may have been dropping, and we might get to another one later. No, I have a feeling it's literally just because they're a bunch of greedy bastards and realized, oh, we can't sell cars at this price. Speaking but yeah, there bastards. might be a better one. Ferrari SF90. Oh, wow. A car that costs like almost a million dollars for no reason. Actually, I think it's more. I really don't know. Uh, not the SF90. I Listen, I don't even know because as far as I know, no, it's all like Ferraris are way overpriced. Price, That's close to a million. No, that's like halfway. Listen, I don't care. Anyway, yeah, uh, it is literally ha- like it's, a little it's, over halfway. It's, it's called it's called inflation. Ferrari likes to put like an extra tax on there just for well, you know, when you include all the Ferraris you had to buy to be able to buy the SF90, it's probably about a million dollars. Anyway, uh, basically, the SF90 is being recalled due to uh, airbags. Yeah, basically. The airbag could interfere with the safety of child seats. Now, <gasps> wait, wait a minute. I really have no clue why this is like an issue at all, but I guess it is because it's the United States, and you know, mm-hmm. child seats are well, like. Let's a uh, let's look at a picture of this car. Mm-hmm. Yep, I put my kids in that. I mean, yeah, fair enough. It only this recall only affects thirteen cars, so you know that that's pretty good. Um, that's how many they sold total. It's specifically in the U.S. models. None of the other ones need this recall because none of the other one, none of the other other countries, have regulations saying you need child seats in your SF90. Because <laughs> you know, maybe some common sense was used. But anyway, who's to say? Um, yeah, it's a really dumb recall for oh. a really dumb car. Speaking of dumb cars, Tesla. So, I was talking about how cool it is that Tesla actually had a uh, cool, a, a good guy story this week. Well, of course, Tesla wasn't going to keep it that way. Um, so, two Tesla Model Y steering wheels fell off. Yep. Ooh, baby. Uh, that's not usually what you want to have happen while you're driving. So the NHTSA, of course, our buddies are looking into this. If we ever get big enough that we have merch, we need to have a I Heart the NHTSA shirt. We could do uh, that right now. <laughs> that's true. We could just make it and then sell it to nobody. Yeah. Um, but in both instances, the Model Ys in question were delivered uh, without retaining a necessary bolt to secure the wheel to the column. Uh, the documents say that the that both incidences occurred at a low vehicle mileage. They literally the didn't bolt it on. What? 
They didn't bolt it on? Apparently they didn't bolt it on. That is hilarious. It's, it's either like friction or like for some reason it like held in there for a little bit though. Well, yeah, the splines are real tight. So, you, you know. Yeah. Um, but the NHTSA says uh, its investigation formally launched March 4th. Uh, applies to an estimated 120,000 plus vehicles. Yeah, which that's is a few. Right. Yeah. Uh, and of course, the owner of one of the vehicles was originally charged $103.96 to repair the wheel of the car. Uh, like, like, the wheel fell off and they had it taken to a dealership and they tried to charge him to fix it uh and of course of the it. owner was issued a new model y shortly after yes of course oh lamborghini lamborghini have you heard of them no they have a new v12 hybrid powertrain called the lb744 it uh, is based around a naturally aspirated 6.5 liter V12, making 813 horsepower and 535 pound-feet of torque. Uh, red lines at 9,500 RPM. And uh, the hybrid motors uh, spread around the vehicle, bringing the total power up to 1,000 horsepower. The front wheels, specifically, will be driven by the electric motors, and rear wheels are driven by the big old gasoline engine, and a supplemental electric motor. So there's a lot of electric going on here. Yep. And um, Lamborghini finally, for like the first time in quite some time, put the transmission behind the engine, you know, where it should go instead of you know, in front of it, like they've been doing for a while. Um, basically, there's a new 8-speed dual-clutch transmission they're using. Um they're using it as a transaxle, meaning the, the, the differential is inside the transmission. You know, that's fine. That's pretty standard for a mid-engine car. Um, and if you want to put it in reverse, I'm pretty sure there's no reverse gear. You have to use the electric power, <laughs> which is, you know, it's something else. Um, there is a small, like, battery to power the hybrid stuff, but realistically, it's not big enough to the point where you could ever drive on it EV only. It's like a 3.8 kilowatt hour battery, which um, is not a lot. I mean, it's, it's really not a lot. Uh, it, I think that's enough to go maybe five miles, not even. Um, but, you know, it's, it's more than enough to have, a, like, a mild hybrid setup. I think this actually can function as a plug-in hybrid. But the charging rate is very low. Um, but it doesn't really matter because the battery is tiny, so who cares? Uh, but yeah, it's cool to see Lamborghini. By the way, this is more powerful than the hybrid powertrains they put in the Sion and the uh, the other mm -hmm. hybrid thing they had. Um, Good to know. Yeah. Um, it is all, it's, it's basically the most powerful powertrain they've put in a car yet. It's basically the most powerful thing ever. No. Anyway, yeah. uh, this I'm happy to see they're keeping the naturally aspirated V12 because that's really the only thing Lamborghini had going for it. Um, that's it, not true. It is. Um, the, <laughs> <laughs> that's just not true. It's actually the most powerful V12 they've ever made, too. 800, well, for a road car. 813 horsepower. Um, 
they did put a more powerful one in a track only car, but it was only more powerful by literally five horsepower. So who cares? Big old engine, a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, no, there. What? Oh, sorry, I started yawning. I said, um, you said that's all they had going for them. Well, no, I know they, they look cool, and they got a bunch of like. Clout and they have and they're like everyone. the only good supercar, or the only they're the only supercar company with like good customer service. Yeah, this is true. They don't sue their customers. Yeah, fair they enough. They don't sue their customers. <laughs> they don't. Uh, this is I think it's McLaren. It's the dangerous road to go down, or else we're gonna get sued. <laughs> I think it's McLaren that if you that. Like several instances where people drop off the cars at the factory to get fixed, and then the factory just forgets to call them back, like ever. Well, they are British. That's kind of what they uh, do. I forget Aston Martin's thing, but I know Aston Martin also has a problem. And then Porsche's, you know, German. So, I mean, yeah, but so is Lamborghini. So, what? They are. No. The outside is Italian, but if you dig deep. You know, you find those Germans. If you dig deep, you find the fact that they run Italy's infrastructure. And are owned by Germans. And most of their engineering team is German. So Listen, the Italians get to make the brochure. Yeah, and the outside of the car. You know, they get to put all the funny lines on it. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I think that's... uh, I think you should hit the stop button. I gotta go 